I think the future of this industry is going to be stronger because the leaders of it, and I'm, and I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the people that have stepped up and been like, I know I can help you with this. Or, you know, you've seen the new Facebook groups that have popped up going, I can help you with this. I'm an accountant and just getting all these people in it or whatever it is. I think we're going to be a stronger, more solid industry in the future. I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hello, and welcome back to another Friday episode. Today is the last of our series talking about 2020 conferences, and we are so happy and excited to have Jessica Abernathy, the current president of NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, on. She discusses how the virtual conference was kind of an easy thing for them because they had already switched to that platform very early on. She discusses the importance of taking this time to be investing in ourselves and be connected to others. And then we do spend some time talking about the state of the industry and how she is excited for the future and the things to come and all of the opportunities and potential that are out there right now. Let's get started. Hi, my name is Jessica Abernathy. I am the current president of NAPS, which is the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. I live outside of Chicago, Illinois, and I own two pet sitting companies. I own a company called Chicagoland Cat Sitters. It's just for cats. And I own a dog walking at at all. all, I do everything, but I own another company called Professional Pet Sitters, Inc. So um, I've been in the industry for about 14 years, and, and I've been the president for the last three. This is my third year, so that's where I'm at right now. Wow, you have a lot on your plate. Uh, tell us about, about NAPS. Well, NAPS is the only non-for-profit professional pet sitting associating dedicating to raising and abiding industry standards. We support our members with education, certification, and the resources to operate a successful business. Our organization is run by our members for our members. We are all volunteers. So I volunteered to be the president. So, and I got lucky enough to have COVID during my term. So <laughs> just letting you know. <clears throat> so, but yes, we all volunteered. I, I volunteered. I threw my name in the hat to join the board and I rose up in the ranks and was, you know, asked to be president, uh, vice president or president elect is what we call it. I had to be interviewed by um, a bunch of people, non-board members and um, members at large. They had to interview me and say whether or not I was worthy enough to well, the seat I did do, and I got elected. <laughs> so they must, I must have did okay in that interview. So, <laughs> yeah. so where we stand with that. But it's, uh, like I said, it's, you know, members, it's member run. So, you know, all our committees are volunteers. All the board is volunteers. All our conferences that we run are volunteered. Everything's volunteered. We all, we just pitch in and do everything, our, you know, together. Yeah, that must be a really cool place to work and, and, and a, an amazing team to be around and involved in, too. Yeah, it is. I have I have an amazing board right now. I mean, hands down, I, I can't say enough wonderful things about my board right now just for the one fact of, of our current climate, which, you know, that's been the topic of conversation since February. Um, it just, they have stepped up, everybody's pitched in, everybody's just 
been there for each other. And it's just a, a great, great group of people. And honestly, in the last four months, um, and I know we're going to talk about this a little later, but in the last four months with what our current status is in this COVID world that we're learning, I have gotten to know so many new uh, members because of some of the stuff, and I'll cover it in a little bit with you, but some of the stuff that we did for the COVID and the beginning to help our members out. I have my my little network that I had, a, I have a pretty big network because I seem to know, I seem to know a lot of pet sitters. It just grew and grew and grew over the, over the last four months. And I've gotten some great bonds and great friends and it's been nice. So, I mean, there's a positive that comes out of that lemonade lemon that we got served recently. <laughs> sure. We also want to have you on because you guys have a conference that's coming up in September, I think. And September uh, 20th through the 23rd. Okay. And and so tell us a little bit about the conference and what pet sitters can expect from it. It's a great lineup. What we do, um, we are doing our conference virtual. It is a Sunday through Wednesday. And what we do is we do it in the evening via Zoom, which um, I'm pretty sure at this point, everybody has done Zoom, you know, in the last couple months. You know, I think before COVID, nobody really did a lot of Zooming, but everybody knows how to Zoom, I think now. <laughs> Um, so we're doing it via zoom. So it's great because it is live. Um, so for the people that want to be there live can be, and they can ask questions. We also are recording it so that those that can't make it, if they're, you know, their business is back up and they're working and stuff, they can listen to it later. And if you purchase the conference, you have the conference for life. It's yours for life. So you can listen to it anytime you want and go from there. Yeah, no, that that makes it really powerful because I know one of the many sticking points, many problems that pet sitters, especially solo pet sitters, had for attending a conference was the inability to go or get away from their busy schedule. So having something that's recorded in the evenings makes it really accessible to a lot more people. Yeah, it does. And it makes it so that they can actually join the community within the chat boxes and you get to sit there and talk to each other and say hi and you can ask your questions and somebody usually reads the questions to the speakers and make sure that everybody's question gets answered. Um, sometimes they can jump on the call and ask the questions live. So they can listen to it via their phone, which a lot of people have learned how to call into a Zoom call, which is nice. So you can listen to it and then turn around and watch it later, you know, and see the slide presentations and stuff like that. So it's really it's a really great way to get everybody together. We listened to our membership and our membership asked for a virtual conference versus a brick and mortar because it's it, like you just said, it's really hard for some of our sitters to get away from their business in order to attend a conference. And this way they can attend it and they get to, you know, make friends and bond and stuff like that. So each night we'll have two speakers. Um, Sunday, we have like Dr. Pippa and, and um, Kate McQuellen. We have like each night we have two speakers. You have a host each night. They do the introductions. We have a little break in between. Um, I kick it off. I always kick off the first night because I'm the president. And then I usually am on, well, I'm on it all the time, but I'm usually a kick off uh, the last night to just to thank everybody for being there and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So how, how has it been setting up the conference in during a time of COVID? What, you know, how has it changed in response to it or maybe some obstacles that you guys had to overcome? We actually didn't have any obstacles because um, we originally planned to have it virtual. So we were ahead of the game. Yeah. Hey. 
we didn't have to cancel a, a brick and mortar and change it to a virtual. We already had the virtual planned. So I think we were ahead of the game. Um, as for getting our speakers, we reached out to them. We reached out to them early in the year and they had already agreed to it. We reached out back out to them and make sure that they were okay with it. And they're totally great with helping us out. Just a sidebar, one of the things I did and the board helped me with, well, I don't know, I shouldn't say I did, but let me just put it this way. So one thing that the board did, I did, I hosted a lot of it, um, is during COVID, we did a six-week conference. I'm not kidding when I say six weeks. Six weeks, Monday through Thursday, every night we had a guest speaker on talking about, I had lawyers on talking about the PP loans before they, you know, were dispersed and stuff like that. We had um, attorneys come on, um, HR attorneys, or not HR attorneys, but um, business attorneys come on to talk to people on figuring out how they could lay off versus furlough Mm. versus how to, you know, get rid of it. So a lot of those people that donated their time to talk to our people also um, are coming back and donating some time um, for our conference. Oh, so you cool. built up a really good relationship with, with a lot of people. I mean, six weeks is a long time and we, we six weeks is a long time. So it was really a great way for us to utilize the people that we knew were coming to the conference, people that, you know, we knew that later on with great person to follow up and have conversations with us on, and especially on these weird times that we're living in because we don't know i mean right now we not none of us know what's going to happen tomorrow you know i mean we joked about that when we were kids that you know you never knew if you're going to get hit by a bus the next day well it, those weird times are here you know? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, some of us would be happy if we did get hit by a bus at this point but. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it definitely is a very interesting world to live in and and as a pet sitter and as a business owner knowing that these kind of resources out there and these kind of behind the scenes discussions and support groups are going on should be really encouraging to know that we're not alone, right? We're not the only ones having these questions or having these kind of problems. It's very true. I mean, it was one of the one of the reasons that I felt compelled to try to keep getting speakers for all the information that we could get to our members, because in the beginning of, you know, March and April, we were just all scared and nobody knew really what was going to happen Mm. when it started, when COVID started, if you think about it, I mean, I lived in a state that closed down. I closed down pretty early. We, we started uh, March 16th was the first order and our Stay at homes came home at March 23rd. I will never forget those dates as long as I live at this point. I mean, they're better than anniversaries and birthdays to me. (laughs) (laughs) When we got those dates and, you know, we were told we were only going to be shut down for two weeks. It was just scary because it's like, I've been running my business for 14 years. And all of a sudden I went from, you know, having all my staff working, I'm busy hustling, bustling. I mean, I'm leaving the house in the morning, coming home sometime before dinner, maybe after dinner, you know, and all of a sudden I've got a two week vacation and I can't go anywhere. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I, I, I was just like, I don't know what to do with myself. It was just very odd. And then as it kept extended, it was like, okay, I got to change the life around. So it's just, I think 
I knew what people were afraid of because I had, I had, I mean, no, I had the same fears everybody else had. It was just like, I'm not working for two weeks. What's this all about? Hence, did I not know that I wasn't going to be working for the next four months, but Mm. you know, it, it was just, we had to get out to our members, everything we could to help them make the right decisions as their States were either shutting down or stay at home orders were coming in or how to navigate all these bills that kept coming out or temporary laws. I don't know what you want to call like all these mandates that were coming out. And, and in the beginning, you know, with that, you know, we can get you this loan and the EIDL, we can do this and it might be a grant. It might be a loan and just all that. It was so overwhelming. The, the attorneys that would come on and talk to us, they were getting like briefs that were like six, 700 pages and they would have to like, transcribe it and then come and tell us. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm just reading whatever Facebook tells me. I can tell you know? I'm like, I'm not reading that 600 page transcript to figure out, is it okay to take this PP loan? And so, and I felt bad for all the accountants that had to do, you know, like navigate, like we got to take this, how much money should we take? How much is going to be forgiven? And so we really worked hard to get as many people out there to help all of our members make the best decisions possible for themselves and their businesses. I mean, that was the best we could do to help them out. Right. Well, yeah, just getting that information out in a focused, direct manner to the people who actually need it instead of reading from, you know, your your uncle, cousin, Sam's second brother Facebook post that said to take the loan. It's like, well, <laughs> I don't know. But getting some people in there who actually read through it and have, you know, go to the professionals, go to the experts, bringing them, getting them front and center to the people who need it and going, yeah. Let's talk about this because it is confusing and and we're all learning this in real time. And yet these are some big decisions that we as business owners are going to have to sort through. Right. And it, there's, it's scary. I mean, there were big, scary decisions. And how do you do it right so you don't get penalized at the end? How do you not? It, it was, it, it's still scary. I mean, I think we're still kind of living through it, trying to figure it all out. And, you know, and I hearing rumors that there's going to be a second PPP wave. So that'll be fun to learn what those rules are going to be. And right. you know, so we'll probably have a couple more guest speakers once that comes around. There you go. So I'm not going to, you know, tell you what to do from via Facebook. So <clears throat> you know, keep myself <laughs> in trouble. Sure. But yeah, no, it's, it's just, you know what we, we really, as a group really try to be there for our members and, we got a ton of great feedback from our members saying they really appreciate it. And by the way, we still, we actually recorded every one of them and we have them in our um, library. So they, anybody can go back and re-listen to them if they want to. Some of them, you know, like the PPP ones, they're, they're not so relative, but we also had some marketing people on there talking about how to market with your new, in this new world that we're trying to navigate in the beginning and, you know, how, what to do with social media while while you're home and things like that. So, so there's some really good conversations out there that can be listened to still. Yeah, that's great. And and just as many resources as possible. Like that's just part of it is trying to get access to those kind of things. And so thinking about the the conference, you know, it's it's virtual, which may be new or different to some people because we're used to brick and mortar style. How would you suggest people and, and members and people who are interested in attending, how would you suggest they get prepared to attend a virtual style conference? I'd find a quiet space in your house so that nobody can bug you. You know what I mean? Because, you know, most people have done a Zoom call. So it's always annoying when you're turning around going, 
stop, stop talking. I can't hear her. So um, you want to find a nice, quiet space for yourself. I usually tell people to bring a notebook, a bowl of popcorn, your favorite beverage, and sit down and just take notes and enjoy yourself. And, you know, you can watch it or you can listen to it. Either way, watching it, you get to see the slides at the presentations, have a slide, or you get to watch them on the screen and get to see what cute little outfit they're wearing from the waist up. That's what I always tell everybody. So. You know, it's it's one of those things that I just think it's the biggest thing is just find a quiet space so you can concentrate, you can really listen and you can really learn and, you know, sit back and have, you know, some popcorn and, and watch and learn. Right. Yeah. And and being being relaxed and just taking it in, because a part of that, too, is is they are being recorded. Right. You're not going to miss out on it. You're not going to miss out on something, because if you missed what that per- one person said, because you did have to turn and, and deal with a, a, an issue, no reason to panic because you can always go back and rewatch it again and again and again. Right. Right. And if you got something out of it and you were like, I really want to listen to that again, yeah. you can. You know, it's like that's the beauty of it. When you join our conferences, you get the conference for life. You can listen to it every day for the next two years if you wanted to, yeah. you know? So, you know, it's, it's really good, but I always recommend that you just get a nice, quiet, safe, not safe. I'm so used to saying that word now, <laughs> nice, quiet spot in your house with, you know, and relax, like sit down and just be ready to enjoy yourself. And I always tell people to have a notebook because there's always that one thing somebody says that you want to jot down right away. And you just want to be like, oh, that's a great idea. You know, because you're like, I don't want to wait till tomorrow morning when I get the recording sent to me. You know what I mean? I want to look at it tonight. So I always say, just bring a notebook. That way you can jot something down. You never know. Somebody might hand out their phone number. I did that during the COVID. So my phone number got around really quick. So, I mean, somebody might say, you know, this is how to get a hold of them. So you can just write down stuff that you want for them. But the biggest thing is just relax and enjoy it. Right. And take that time to know, like, I, I, I can enjoy this. I am learning. This is beneficial to me. And this is, this is something that I, I, it's an investment, not just in me personally, but in my business and that this is, this is good. And, and this is work that might not feel like work because you are listening, but you're learning and it's things that you can put into practice, you know, down the road or, or immediately, depending on, on what you, what you want to do. Right. And, and every, everybody should always be learning in our industry. I mean, you can never know enough ever and things change. You, you just got to constantly learn. I mean, all you're doing is investing in yourself and your business, and you've got to continue always to invest in both of those. That's how you grow and become the business that you want. And that's how you stay fresh and on top of the industry. Absolutely. And I like that of like, never stop learning because there's always new things. Uh, and maybe it's not going to apply to you right this second because that's not the stage that you're in. But You'll, you'll be thankful you learned about it five years from now, whenever you are in that stage, you go, oh yeah, I learned this back at that conference and, and now I can, you know, I'm, I'm already ahead of the game. Yeah. And like some of the, you know, we've had like cat vets that are specialized just in cats. And so like talking to them has been interesting to, to learn like some of the little weird tricks and tips and quirks that they have. And you're just like, oh, I just thought that was a cat. And they're like, oh no, no, no. It's, you know, because of this. And you're like, Oh, all right. I, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know why I assumed I was an expert, you know, seeing cats, but apparently I'm not. So apparently I need to keep learning about cats. Yeah. So, 
you know, so it's just like the little things and in marketing and, and social media. I mean, I know we, everybody's on social media. I know we talk about social media until it's like purple in the face, but that, that beast changes on a daily basis. So honestly, any social media platform class comes out, I'm like glued to it because I'm like, I know Facebook's probably changed their algorithm 18 times in the last two days. So how do I get my posts to show up? Right. You know, so I, you can you you can always learn something, you know. This old dog can learn a new trick every conference, so that's how I look at it. There you go. That's a good perspective to have. Uh, so, a, a reminder of the conference: when is it, and how can people get registered? The conference is September twentieth through the twenty third. So it's a Sunday through a Wednesday. We actually threw in a Sunday because, like Sunday night, we thought it would be easier for people to like get ready for the week and kind of get excited for the week. So we did a Sunday night. Um, and you can get uh, the conference at um, petsitters.org. And you just click on the event um, button and then the conference will show up and you can just sign up right there and register. Cool. Easy peasy. And I'll have links to that and some other stuff that we talk about in the show notes so people can find it there too. Awesome. So um, you've, you've got this virtual conference and you've done the, the six-week conference during COVID educating people. Um, how else has NAPS adapted to the new needs of your members? So we did, we did do the, we did the conference, like I said, um, the six week conference to help members make decisions, to make the right decisions for them in their business. You know what I mean? We, we can't make a decision for them only they can, but we gave them all the tools and resources that we could find to help them make the right decisions for themselves. Um, We've partnered up with um, FetchFine and we added a COVID-19 course. And that COVID-19 course is a living, breathing course. It's constantly being updated with all the beautiful changes that we are constantly going through in this beautiful time of the world we're in right now. So that's constantly being up um, dealt with, which is good. It's better than just running out to the CDC list and being like, okay, so what are the rules today? You know, so this is a course to help you out and what to do and stuff like that. We've offered, a, like I said, a ton of, of webinars, you know, we're working on, I think we have one next week, another for our members. And that's another social media one on how to let people know what's going on right now with you and how to market yourself in this new time and new age and stuff like that. So we've been really trying to help as any way we can. We have a private Facebook group for our members. So they'll ask every once in a while for something and, you know, we try to get it for them and we try to help them find it. So, you know, a lot of people have spent this time and, you know, we've encouraged them. It's like, you know, this is honestly, Everybody in America at some point in the last, I'm going to say five years has said, I just need two weeks off to get my crap done. Okay. Everybody said that. And honestly, mother nature listened and she gave it to us. So I have been encouraging people. This is the time to get stuff done in your business. So if you need a new form for your, uh, your company, then go do it. There's, I mean, you're never going to get two weeks off or you're, like we did this recently. So then spend the time investing back in yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, update all your policies, update all your, I mean, we have all those resources that we give you. We have all any, almost, I think we have a library of 70 different business forms. We have employee, um, we have a, we have a virtual library. We have a ton of resources for, um, 
like business plans. We have a ton of resources for you guys to do use. So we just really encouraged a lot of people during this time to check it out and apply it to where they need it in their businesses. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. It's, it's, we've always been, we've always been so too busy to work on our business because we're so busy working in our business on the day-to-day grind. And so really viewing this time to sit back and go, okay, yeah, I did have that one form with that one misspelling that I never got around to fixing because who has time to do that? So I can whole hog change that. And while I'm at it, do these other things and just really spend that time making the businesses the way we we wanted them to be, but have, haven't had that time before. Right. It's been gifted to us. The time has been truly gifted to us. So we might as well take the advantage of it right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it really has been one of those like, ooh, I wanted time off. Maybe not this much time off, but okay, This uh, what can I do with this now? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I was never looking for this much time off. You know, I was looking for just a weekend, but hey, you know, <laughs> I got way more than a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so as you look across the rest of the pet care industry during COVID, what are some of the biggest short-term impacts that, that you and NAPS are seeing? Well, I mean, I mean, obviously... Nobody planned on being on a four-month vacation, you know. Um, a lot of, a lot of us never planned on, and it really does depend on where you are in the United States. Because some states, my state was very strict, you know what I mean, and locked us down. Illinois was pretty much locked down. We're pretty much still locked down. So um, it's depending on your where you are, where things happened in your business. But I, the biggest hit I'm going to have to say is, you know, just the loss of so much business. A lot, Everybody lost so much business. And now that people are, the states are opening up and, you know, we're not getting, um, we're not getting a lot of the midday walking back because so many people are still home. But, but a lot of people are starting to go in my area. I'm learning that everybody's going camping. Mm. Um, and, a lot of people are starting to travel. It's not anywhere near what it used to be, but you got to start marketing into a way of seeing, just dealing with the changes. Our industry has changed right now. And I I do not have a crystal ball. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't have a crystal ball. I I have a really cute magic eight ball that I can shake, you know, and it sometimes tells me what I want to hear, but I really, I think we're going to be in this through this is my prediction and my just my opinion i think we're going to be in this through the winter and i think i think we're going to see what we what our new normal is going to be by next summer and we as an industry are going to have to look at how to keep our businesses afloat and what how to market differently because We've all, I mean, a lot of us market to get midday clients. That's what we want, midday dog walking. And we want vacation clients. I know that there's a lot of people that just do vacation clients and stuff like that, but we're really going to have to market in a different way and make sure that when we're marketing and might have to offer different services. Like some companies that I know of are starting to offer poop scooping pickups, you know, because now everybody's home and the dog goes out in the backyard a lot more than it was and, you know, spends a lot of time out there. And so you can offer poop scooping. I know there's quite a few people that I know that are like um, offering to go grocery shopping for, you know, the older people that they take care of. So that way they don't have to go out. So you're really going to have to start getting creative and really think outside the box of how to make yourself 
more um, open in your services. So like start a concierge service, you know, offer to drop off, pick up, you know, take the dog to the vet. We're not allowed to go in the vet office. So it's literally, we take the vet dog, they come, come pick the dog up from our cars here and we just sit in the car and they call us, you know? So literally while these people are working from home, you know, you could be the person that sits in the in the parking lot and they call the owner and they just bring the dog back to you. So, I mean, these are things that you got to start thinking outside the box to, to start thinking about how can I make it until, you know, whenever things get back to normal. And, it, and it might not, I mean, honestly, it's a conversation that I think every one of us have had multiple times, but the way we were and the way the world was in February, I don't think that's ever going to be the normal again for us. I, I think whatever happens in our future is going to be our, and I hate using this word, but our new norm, it so drives me crazy, but I don't know, there's no other way to say it, but, but I'm also tired of hearing it, I think. But the new norm or what our no, normal now is going to be is going to be something different. And I think that as business owners, we really need to start thinking outside the box. We really got used to, you know, this is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I do. And now it's, that's kind of crippling us. And I, I think COVID is making us all step out of our comfort zone and find what we really can and can't do. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about silver linings to this. Part of that is the time to be working on our business. And this other one is this creativity that we were all forced to go through, right? Like I've you know, been in business 5, 10, 15, 20 years. This is just how I do business. Not anymore, right? Like you're not even able to operate in those same ways. So thinking outside the box. And, and I feel like many times it was, well, I've always thought about offering that service, but I didn't have time because I was so busy with my midday walks, right? Or I, I thought about this, well, I've got time now and I, I have the need and, and strong desire to continue offering some sort of services and staying connected with my clients. So it forced us into that corner to go, okay, I, I have to do this. And and whether those same services stick around or not, that's that's you know for for us to decide as as things change. But we've we've done that, right? We've been able to show that we can we can flex those muscles. Exactly. And I think it's also you know, like some people that only, only do midday dog walking, you know, they were like, okay, I got to figure out how to do pet sitting now. I got to do, I got to do vacation care because right now that's pretty much all there is unless you're essential, you know? And I think it's going to make us stronger as business owners, what we're going through, because we're going to have the ability to be able to think outside the box for the rest of our careers in our industry. And also it's going to make us really think about when we settle down and things start to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to make us realize that we have to have multiple revenue streams. We can't just say that midday dog walking is my revenue stream or vacation care is my revenue stream. We're going to have to have multiple revenue streams in order to, you know, go through the next pandemic, which I hope never comes again in my lifetime. So <laughs> I'm I'm okay with just the one. We can wait another hundred years for the next one. <laughs> so, but but it also will give us the ability to start thinking bigger pictures and not I I only do this and I can only offer this service and I only want to offer this service. 
and that's fine if that's what you want to do. I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing anybody. Trust me. If that's what you want to do, but I think it's really made a lot of us like go, okay, I can do concierge services. I I'm cool with this. You know, I have, I do concierge services in professional pet sitters and I have always offered to be the one that sits at your house and waits for the cable people to show up. And I charge a decent price for that. And, you know, beforehand, before COVID, because nobody was ever home, you know, it was a good service. I, I did well. I was at somebody's house at least once a week waiting for somebody to show up. You know, for and I do it in a three-hour blocks, and it's. I mean, so that's like little things to think outside the box. That right now doesn't work because everybody's home. But but you see what I'm saying? You got to start thinking really outside the box, and you know, maybe broaden your horizons. And if you don't want to, that's fine. You know, and it, I get it. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that just want to do this and that's it. And you know, God bless you. You know. Right. Yeah. And if, if that is the case, then figuring out how to market that differently, as you know, you've alluded to of going, okay, well, I used to market exclusively to, to midday people, or I used to ex- market exclusively to vacation people. If I'm going to still offer the same service, I need to figure out a way to market it so that I get different people or I can get new clients to cast that net as broad as I can. So there's still some of that aspect of getting outside of the comfort zone, flexing our creativity muscle and, and building our confidence along the way of going, hey, like I, I never thought that'd be possible to do, but I had to make that leap and look what happened. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. And I, it's fun because I do talk to a lot of pet sitters, obviously, you know, on a regular basis. And we, you know, I've talked to quite a few of them and I'm like, you know, just because this is something to think about. I mean, and everybody can use this and I will, I will love you if you do. Okay. But this is something to think about. So right now we, we supposedly have school starting up, you know, like, we start school next week, but Indiana started last week and it's been fun, but we got school starting. Okay. Well, nobody's really going to school in most States, you know, everybody's doing virtual learning for supposedly the, either the first semester or the first month or whatever, but we don't know how long that's going to last. But, and you know, so now you still got the parents working from home. Now you got the kids e-learning at home and stuff. And I'm like, pitch to your clients to come walk their dogs. I mean, they're already stressed out that they're working from home. They're already, they're beyond stressed out about having to do e-learning, you know? So tell them that like, Hey, I can take something off your plate. Let me come take fluffy out for you. You know, these are my, my COVID steps. This is what we, you know, what, whatever your company has put in protocols of what your COVID steps are going to be. You tell them, you know, that in your email and just say, look, let me do that for you. I've been telling, we've been talking about it because a lot of people are going camping because it's one of the safer things that you can do in social distance and actually see somebody else that doesn't live in your house, you know? Um, Cause nobody thought we were going to be trapped for four months with the same people. Right. So, um, you know, there's, I, so a lot of them are going camping, but they take the dog with them, but they leave the cat behind. And I'm, you know, so make sure like, Hey, look, I know you're only going Friday to Sunday, but make sure that we get, go see, you know, fluffy, you know, she's going to miss you guys. I mean, you guys have been home with her for, the last four months, she's gotten used to it. So she's might not do well with the fact that you guys left her for three days. So, you know, that, and I also tell people a lot of people, which is, I mean, truly, this is one of the great things that has happened um, in this whole mess is so many people adopted animals, which is amazing because when things start opening up and stuff, there's going to be so many more dogs and cats for us to take care of. So that's why it's so important to really keep marketing because they, 
seven impressions that it takes usually for somebody to like remember you. So like if you're on Facebook and they get seven different things like, hey, the Chicagoland Cat Sitters is telling me today that, you know, it's Ginger Cat Day, you know, so whatever it takes. But a lot of I, I have clients myself that I haven't seen, but I've had three clients in the last two months of dot puppies. So which is great. I'm excited for them because, you know, they're their dogs have two of them have passed away and then one is just an addition, but we, I have talked to them already and I'm like, okay, I totally understand what we're going through. I said, but I know what your schedule's like when you go, when things get back to somewhat normal, I know what your traveling schedule is. I know what, you know, what your needs are. I said, we need to start being introduced to this dog. So that way they are not totally scared of us. And I said, I know that's just the thing. I said, we can meet you at the door, you know, and just do a leash handoff, you know, so we get a little, or you can put the puppy out in the yard and that way we can do a visit and do a yard play. I said, you know, of course we're going to have to charge you for it because it is time, but, but it is smart because now that dog has a, a, an attachment to your sitter too. Mm-hmm. And they all love the idea, especially the two are like yard play. That's amazing. You know what I mean? Gladly. Can you come over and play with the dog, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon. So I can do a conference call. So that way she's got some energy worn out of her. And I'm like, absolutely. So you really have to think outside the box so that we can help our clients at the same time, make sure we are helping ourselves at, you know, for a lack of horrible way of just putting that, but you know what I'm saying? Help our business. Yeah, absolutely. Looking for those opportunities and that the, you know, the new dog and new cat adoptions, just that that's going to be such a great opportunity for businesses to get in position to start going, Hey, you know, separation anxiety is a thing. Um, you know, we need to start as you know, as you mentioned, like we need to start doing some things right now. And here's, here's the service. Here are the packages that I have in place to meet your needs and, and take that off of your plate and take that worry and concern away from you. So you don't, you know, so that's not something we battle down the road. I didn't actually think of it myself. <laughs> My client called me up and he's like, I got a dog. His dog passed away in February suddenly. And I know them because the last time their old dog before um, Dugan passed away, they had a new one the next day. So, I mean, I literally had a puppy the next day. They're just attached to always having a dog. So I figured they would wait because they didn't want to potty train in, you know, in winter in Chicago stinks potty training. So I, they would wait and I figured they would get a new puppy eventually. And he called and let me know that the new boy's name is Brody. And he was the one that said, I want to make sure that Brody knows Doreen before we all have to leave this house. And I don't want him to have the anxiety either. Mm. And I was like, Oh, you just gave me a marketing tool. Uh, thank you. I was like, that was brilliant. And I didn't even come up with it. I had to share that just so you guys know I didn't come up with it on my own. Uh, it's okay. No, it's great. But it, it's a great example of listening to the needs of the clients, right? And and because if you don't know what services to offer, ask your clients and see what they need, what, what gaps yeah. they need filled, what they need taken off their plate and start there. Because if one person needs it, guarantee you multiple are going to need it. Right. I got three more clients doing it now. And it was like, oh, that was so smart, Mike. That was That's the daddy's name, Mike. I'm like, oh, thank you so much for that. <laughs> and, you know, I was talking to a, one of the pet sitters I know down in Texas, and she's offering um, dog walks for or a dog outing, you know, like we'll take them to the park for you 
while you do your Zoom meeting, yeah, you know, yeah. or while you're doing this meeting or a board meeting. So that way you don't have to deal with. I, now, I have to say a lot of people have gotten very used to having background noises because we're all stuck in the houses and stuff. But, you know, if it's a real important one, you know, offer that, you know, let me take the dog out during the meeting. And that way they're going to be really tired when you get back in and they're just going to sleep. Right. So it's just, you just have to really think outside the box and come up with different ideas. And like you said, you really need to listen to your clients because they will help you market yourself and you won't even realize it if you don't, you know, but you really just need to listen to your clients too. Right. Absolutely. And so um, as you're talking to your members, uh, what are some of their biggest issues that they're still facing or biggest concerns that they still have uh, that have yet to be solved or are on their way to being resolved? I'd probably say the biggest issue is really, um, we don't know. I mean, there's no, there's no certainty. There's no end date to what we're going through right now. So it's really hard. It's like, how do I plan to bring people back? Like, when do I know what to do? I mean, and unfortunately that takes a crystal ball, which we already, you know, learned. I don't own that crystal ball, but that's, I would say that's the the biggest concern and issue with the members is just we don't know. And it's the hardest thing. We as a country, we'll just go that, not even in our industry, but we as a population, our predictability is like what we want. We want to know what the predictability is. And we have none right now. And that just, there's no set schedule. There's no certainty. There's no nothing. And that's really hard for a lot of us to swallow. And it makes it hard as a business owner to be like, should I, what should I do next? Cause you don't know because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Especially if you are looking across going, man, I, you know, I've, I've laid off my employees or they're on furlough. When, when do I need to bring them back? How do I make sure I pull that at the right time? How do I adjust prices? All this sorts of stuff. Like these are decisions that any other year would be relatively easy to make or at least predictable because you could look at the track record of the previous few months and project out forward, you know, and do all that stuff. But now like all bets are off. It's very hard to do. I mean, I jokingly said to a friend of mine, I said, you know, five years ago, I had an idea of where I wanted to be right now. And I guessed really wrong, yeah, really, really wrong, you know, and I'm like, where I want to be in five years from now, I'm not even going there anymore. You know, it's just, we just don't know. There's just everything's so uncertain, but to everybody's credit, I mean, to the people that I do talk to and people that I have had, you know, on zoom calls and, you know, conferences and stuff like that. And everybody's doing really well of trying to ride this wave of uncertainty mm-hmm. and really just trying to figure out what the next step is and how to survive, you know, and some people are just enjoying the time off and really regrouping like we've talked about doing. And some people are, some people are, their businesses are doing really well. And a lot of people I'm, it's kind of interesting for me to see and hear is a lot of people that have as the owner that has, or as a sole prop that have worked really heavily in their business and not on their business with this downtime and as things are slowly picking back up, they're like, Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And I mean, like, I don't want to do this as in, I need to hire. I want to, I want people. I don't, I don't want to go back to where I was. I did not realize how exhausted I was. So I think the lemonade out of this, some of this is that people are 
seeing how hard they were working and how much they want to change their business. And I think it just, it was, it's an eye opener for some people on, you know, the blessings of, you know, what, two weeks into four months so far that's been turned into. So I think that is good for a lot of people because it's good for people to step back and reevaluate. And I think there's so many of us that have had to step back and reevaluate and that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, as, as a business, that's a good thing. And I think that's what a lot of the NAPS members are starting to realize is like, all right, I step back, I'm reevaluating. I'm, this is going to be good. Now, come on, let's get it. Let's get it going. I want to get it going. You know, (laughs) we all want to get it going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does. It's not being afraid to do that assessment is so key and not because as you said, like, it's such a good thing. Like only good things can come out of that because when you take a second look, third look, fourth look, you're you're getting better. You're fine combing through the issues that you had and really working out all those knots and kinks and figuring out exactly how you want to operate. And I love you know, I love hearing that of people who took this time to go, I need to change the position that I have in my company. I actually need to hire more people because turns out like I was I either wasn't the right person to be doing that and someone needs to come underneath me and do that. Or people took that time to reassess just the business top down and figure out what's going to work best for them. I honestly, I think in about a year or two, when, whenever life flattens out and figures out what it's going to look like, I think a lot of people are going to look back and be like, you know, it totally sucked what we went through in 2020, but it was probably one of the best things I did for myself because I changed and I'm better and I'm Mm. stronger than I was. And I really, really think we're going to hear a lot of that, but we have to get out of this so that people can start seeing all the work that they've been putting into things was so worth it. And I think, I I really do believe in the next year or two, people are going to look back and be like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, Dunk at the time, but man, okay. First of all, I probably shouldn't have taken so many naps, but I got so much done. You know what I mean? I really <laughs> think that people are going to look back and be like really happy with like the changes that they did decide to make while we're going through this and in this weird time we live in. Right. Yeah. And thinking about the industry moving forward, how do you think it will be changed because of COVID? I think that we're going to be way more conscientious about sanitation (laughs) and staying, you know, and I really do. I think, I think this pandemic is going to make us all hoard um, sanitary or uh, disinfectants, you know, the the people, the depression did canned goods. I think we're all going to hoard disinfectants, but I think it's going to change our industry because I think we're going to have a broader outlook on services. I think we're going to look at, you know, how we take care of people's animals a little differently. So I think that's going to change it. I think that I'm hoping that this will help not even just us. I mean, it helps us in the pet industry, but it helps the pet parents. I hope that after so many people volunteered to foster and rescue animals to get them out of the shelter so that they could, you know, have a place to live while we were doing this and you know, no offense, after four months of being with you, you know, those animals are all family now. Right. You know, <laughs> nobody's giving up anybody in four after four months. But I hope that helps with um, and our industry because it helps us, you know, have more clients. But I hope that helps the, you know, the rescue industry at the same time, because that'll help keep animals out of shelters. Right. So I, I really just like I said, I really see that in our industry that our 
the leaders and the business owners, I think we're just really going to start being able to think a little bit broader outside of our box and not be as, you know, like, okay, pet sitting is just these items. It's going to be bigger than that. And how we help people run, you know, teach people or educate people on how to run businesses, it's going to be a bigger deal because a lot of us learned, you know, that, you know, ICs, employees, you know, unemployment, PEUs, like, you know, a lot of people are changing how they're running their businesses right now because of what we're going through. So I think, I think the future of this industry is going to be stronger because the leaders of it, and I'm, and I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the people that have stepped up and been like, I know I can help you with this. Or, you know, you've seen the new Facebook groups that have popped up going, I can help you with this. I'm an accountant and just getting all these people in it or whatever it is. I think we're going to be a stronger, more solid industry in the future. Yeah. No, I that that's so awesome to hear because so many of us, like maybe the the business financial side, that was just kind of tangential to what we were doing because we just wanted to play with the pets, right? Like running the business what isn't what we were actually passionate about. The last four months has been a crash course in running business and operations and strate- and strategies and processes for people who maybe that wasn't their primary focus. And so th- that is a really good thing to have really combed through your books, really looked at ICs, employees, insurance, all of those kind of things. As you mentioned before, like that will only pay off for the good yeah. in years to come. Yeah, I, it's going to totally pay off. And it's going to make us a stronger group as a group, you know, and, and, you know, it's just gonna make us stand out and it's just going to make people stronger in their businesses and it's just going to help them grow. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as we think about the industry and people becoming stronger as themselves, um, NAPS has a, a really cool pledge of professional conduct that you guys have that you've written up and that you, you, you use a lot. So could you tell us what that is and why it's so needed? Well, they, we, the NAPS members um, sign the, the conduct upon joining the association. Um, as a board member, we have to sign it. We sign that conduct every year um, and renewal of our, you know, of our terms. So every year, beginning of the every year, we have to sign that ourselves again, you know. So the pledge is designed to, to guide members in the conduct of business, which shall represent the highest standards of ethic behaviors and humane attention towards animals and people. We just want to, we want to elevate ourselves to being the leaders of the industry. And we want our members to stand proud and say, look, I'm a NAPS member and I am proud of who I am. And I do everything by the books, you know, and ethical and humane and everything. And I'm just, you know, a good human being. And I, I take this very seriously. Yeah. It's really taking that and going, Raising the bar and asking everybody when to operate with complete excellence in all things, right? right. And just in, in in an industry that sometimes gets thrown shade on it because of bad actors or bad press or those kind of things. Going, no, we are going to stand above that and apart from that because these are the things that we hold, you know, at the core of not just our businesses but personally how we operate. Exactly. So yeah, when you become a member, you have to sign it. Yeah, <laughs> which is a good thing, right? Again, that's just it, it, it's taking that and holding ourselves to a higher standard, and and letting people know what that is and what what, and what you guys stand for. 
Right. Exactly. You know, that they, you know what you're getting into. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we expect. So speaking about getting into, if somebody isn't a member of NAPS, why should they consider it? We're a non-for-profit. We're the only non-for-profit there is. So our um, members are, our members run the organization. As I said earlier, I'm a volunteer. Um, I don't get paid for my time at NAPS at all. None of us do. We do it out of the kindness of our hearts and also wanting to build up our industry. We want, we want to represent the leaders of the industry. We want to set the standards high so that way the industry is taken very seriously. I picked NAPS because I had a choice between a non-for-profit and a for-profit. And I went for the non-for-profit because I know non-for-profits are run by their members and stuff like that. And I wanted to give back because I had so many people that helped me out in the beginning when I started my business. I wanted to give back to my my industry. And, you know, a couple of years later, I look where I'm at. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's just, that's one of the reasons I picked NAPS. We, we have a great, great resources. We have, um, we have a certification that you guys can use. We have a library of business forms. We have all our magazines on online for you. We have courses that you can take, which are like toy dog bird courses. We have um, chicken course. So you can get, you know, certificates in those. We have webinars. We have basically, I want to say since we started doing webinars, we have webinars going back to probably 15 years or more now. Wow. And that's, yeah, don't quote me on that. And nobody on this you know, podcast quote me on that one so I don't get in trouble. But we have, I know, a good at least 10 years worth of them because I had to help move them over from the old website to the new website. <laughs> so I know we have a ton. So I know there's a lot. <laughs> so plus, I mean, so there's all that you can go back and listen to. So and we leave that there for you. Like I said, all the magazines, which they have great articles in them. They're there. So you can you literally get all the magazines. We don't you get all this with in all the membership. We have um, a toolkit that is for um, of partners. So we're a partner with Fetchfine. So you can get a discount with them. We have a bunch of um, partnerships that we work with. Um, Time to Pet is one of our partners. You know, so we have a great and and we have a group, um, a committee, um, members benefits that is always looking for new partnerships for the members. So we're always trying to keep that fresh and updated and working for new partnerships. So we we give a lot out to it and that's all included in your membership. You're not you don't pay for any of that. It's all included. We do monthly webinars. We do take some couple months off. Usually it's the summer months that are usually busy and we usually take off like December or November and December cuz we know everybody's busy. Yeah. But we do do webinars like I said um and that's free. Um, if you do um, take our certification course, the webinars do count as CEUs. So you can learn something and get CEUs at the same time. So there is a 10-day free trial that you can go to our website, which is petsitters.org. And you um, there's a 10-day pr- trial. You can try it out for 10 days. And if you like it, you can join. Wow. Yeah, just the immense amount of re- resources there. And what you started off there was the ability to give back and be involved in something and help other people is is really what it sounds like is is at the core of what NAPS is trying to do in their raising standards and to bring people together. 
that we're big in education. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. Education. And we want, I, yeah, we like to, we like to help, we like to help people. You know what I mean? We want to, we want to stand out. We want to be the, you know, we want to make the industry standards above everything. So yeah, it is. I have really thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the, the show today, Jessica, and sharing your 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 outlook for the future and the extreme optimism and bright outlook that you have and, and all the hard work that, that, that you and, and NAPS are doing to help support pet sitters across the country. Uh, it, it, it really helps the industry as a whole. And, and I know everybody is the better off for it. So thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, my pleasure. It's my pleasure. It was so nice of you to ask. Yeah. I, I try to look at everything as positive as possible. I think if you look at things through, I don't want to say rosy glasses, but if you try to look at the positive and always look at the lemonade that you can make with the lemons that were being thrown at us, I mean, not even handed at us, they're being thrown at us. <laughs> it will make, it makes the situation so much better, you know, and it'll help you maybe get through it a little bit easier, you know? So I always try to be as positive as possible. Yeah, no, it's, it's much needed in times like these for sure. Good. Well, thank you so much for having me. Jessica's enthusiasm and optimism are nothing short of infectious, something that we could all use a little bit more of these days. I really appreciate her being open and candid about being able to learn from others and not really having all of the answers, but being willing to go out and find people to bring in resources, to bring in information so that we can all learn and be better for it. I do hope you've been able to listen to each of the last three Friday episodes where we talked with Carmen from IBPSA, we talked with Beth from PSI, and then today's with Jessica from NAPS. Each of these three industry leaders have a very similar message for all of us. There are good times ahead. It is hard right now, but there are still opportunities. There are still things that we can be doing for ourselves and for our business to put ourselves on a good foot moving forward. Some of that is continuing education, whether that is attending a conference or getting plugged in with a good Facebook group or good local community to just have access to more resources. And I know it doesn't really feel like this, but every single one of the people that we have talked to have said that they have been so impressed and so encouraged by the hard work that you, you the pet sitter, have been doing to keep your business running, the creativity that you've shown, the grit, the determination through this time. People see that at all levels, all around you. So know that even in those days where you don't really feel like it, and trust me, Megan and I have had our fair share of those over and over again, but you're still here. You are still dedicated. You still have that passion to be giving the most excellent service that you possibly can through thick and thin, good times and bad, you continue to show up. And again, I I want you to hear that people see that. People see that work both at high national, international levels and down in the local communities and business owners and your clients as well. So if somebody hasn't told you recently, you're doing great, even though it doesn't feel like it. Trust me, People do see that, and it does not go unrecognized. Megan and I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and we'll be back on Monday with another episode. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) 